The table of the Lord is never very high. That's one dimension we understand from all of New Testament theology. Literally, the table that Jesus ate from was never very high. Jesus never sat on a chair at a table when he ate. Now, in those days, the table were no tables were no higher than a foot, foot and a half from off the ground. The legs were very short. People would recline behind the tables, lean on one forearm and feed themselves with the other hand, the feet extending behind them. That was the oriental way of coming to the table of feast. Symbolically, we know from the teaching of Scripture that the table of our Lord is not and cannot be very high because the table is for short people, for little people, for small people, people who know that they are short on things like forgiveness, understanding, patience, kindness, goodness, and love. People who are large on sin but short in most every other area of life. The Lord's table is not for people who think that they are big. If you're thinking you are big, you're not going to get much from the table because big people have a hard time getting behind the low table of the Lord. The table is for those who don't think they are big but rather who want to be bigger and better for people who have problems and troubles and sorrows and limitations for people who are sorry for people who want to become something more than what they are and think that God in some way can help them and feed them to become bigger and better people. The table of the Lord is not very high. It's for all who are small and little, not in stature, but in emotion and in being. But though it's not very high, it certainly is very long. The table of our Lord is probably the longest thing that there is in this world. And especially on this day where there will not be an hour nor a country where somebody is not gathered around the long table of our Lord, do we realize in this service of unification on World Communion Sunday. For us in Bakerstown, the table may begin right here. And it begins to travel this way. Our brothers and sisters at the Crossroads Church this very hour over on the other side of Gibsonia, they're at the table of the Lord. And by the way, today's their 150th birthday. 150 years old. They're our mother church. It was from that organization that this church was born 105 years ago. And just before we came into this service of worship, I telephoned them a message from you and me congratulating these so-called grandparents of the faith in this great time in their life. Without them, we would not be. But together, we're together around the table of the Lord today. 
The table extends on out through those particular counties and on into Ohio and out through Indiana and our newfound friends through Ray Knott out there in Wyoming today are gathered around the same table as our people in California and Hawaii. And you keep on going and going and going on through Japan, the Far East, the Middle East, people in Europe, people in the British Isles. And you keep on going the whole way around until we come out New Jersey, people in Philadelphia, people in Tarentum. And we see the other end of the table coming in to us here, a table that goes from one end of the world to the other. For God so loved the world, not just a few people in it, but the whole world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have life in communion with God the Creator. Communion table is not very high, but oh, is it long. And its width is as wide as you want it or need it to be. That's where individually we fit into this. I counted them up this past week. I, from this pulpit, have preached over 70 sermons dealing with the sacrament of the Lord's table. And I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of what I understand is involved in this mystery. This mystery which none of us can fully comprehend even as we sit here today to participate in it. But you know, that's really not necessary. That's the wonderful thing about a sacrament. It defies complete explanation. And if you fully understand it, then it no longer is a mysterious sacrament. I can no more explain to you what is about to take place in this service of worship and as we gather around the table any more than I can explain to you what happens when I throw that light switch and on comes a force of electricity to illuminate this room. I don't understand it, but I know when I push it, it works. I can no more understand exactly what happens when a sperm fertilizes an egg pregnancy takes place and there's life that's another one of mystery the mysteries of God and we're about to be involved in one here we don't fully understand it but all I know is Jesus said you take and you eat he poured the cup and he said here drink and when you do this in remembrance of me something happens it works and we are fed See, that's the width of the table. Some of us need more width than others to fully try to comprehend this in our minds. The table has to be wide, so wide that it's greater than our understanding. All I know is that somehow, some way, because of the power and the sacredness and the sacrament, I'm fed. And so can you be. Somehow I have fellowship with my Creator. Somehow I have forgiveness when in the spirit of honesty and humility I ask God for forgiveness of my sin. Somehow 
I have foreverness. And even though this body will never see, perhaps, another table of the Lord here on earth, that makes no difference because this table, which is not too high and is very wide and very long, extends even to the chamber of heaven. That's what it is. It's all here. And those of you who have been prompted by the Spirit of God to come here today, you are invited and encouraged to come to this table. If you're truly sorry of your sins and, and really want, want to be delivered from the burden of them, if you really are desirous to, to live a more holy life, if you want communion with the one who has created you and who's planned your destiny and who has great things in store yet for all of us, you're invited and encouraged to come and partake of this sacrament which he gave to us and told us that he would bless it if we would only come to him in simple faith. You'll remember that our Lord Jesus, tonight, in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had blessed it, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink ye all of it. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. And now I, ministering in his name, take these elements to be set apart by prayer and thanksgiving for the holy use to which he has imparted them. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father in heaven, we come as children of thine who do not understand nor know everything but yet believe in the one who is understanding and knoweth all things. We come into your presence with thanksgiving as all has already been expressed in our morning prayer. We come with prayers of petition. We come also with our prayers of forgiveness. And we ask, Father, that as you direct, you will take these elements and help us as we feed upon them in faith so that we may know the power of sins forgiven, that we may know we are in communion with a resurrected and living Lord, that we know that you are the one in charge of that place called heaven and that we are united with all of the saints, past, present, and future, in that one fellowship, that one baptism, that one faith, where those who are in Christ are together and shall be forever and ever and ever. So as your children, we come before you. Now hear us as we pray together our prayer of confession. Father, with fellow Christians throughout the world, we gather at your table today to confess personal and corporate selfishness. You know us individually and collectively.
and we ask forgiveness for our sin. By thy grace, help us to become the loving and caring persons you want us to be. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who came into the world and gave his life to redeem us. Amen. Our Lord Jesus, the night in which he was betrayed, took a piece of bread, and when he had blessed it, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples as we, ministering in his name, give this bread to you, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me.
After the same manner also our Lord took the cup. And when he had given thanks, as hath already been done in his name, he gave it to his disciples, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Drink ye all of it. thank you thank you for a meal which you have served us thank you for your broken body your shed blood and for these symbols in which we place our trust and from which we get our strength father we assemble here today with all sorts of feelings emotions and remembrances we're very thankful that you have not left us alone 
but that we have this occasion to be together, to be in holy communion with Thee. And we're very thankful, Father, for the length of this table which goes clear around the world and gives us communion with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And for this table that extends even in heaven, where we know our loved ones who have passed before us are seated at the marriage feast of the Lamb. We know, Father, they are with you, just as we are with you here. And that someday, according to your providence, we shall be reunited, one with another, where there never shall be pain, suffering, no more death. But we'll be together in communion with thee and one another forever and ever and ever.